Today is Friday, February 2nd, 2024, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. All right. Today, it is a good discussion. All right. So um, today we talk about leading people astray from the gospel, which which is unfortunate. The discussion is good, but that's bad. So don't lead people astray. So it starts with a Facebook post I read. Someone was kind of, the question becomes, how do you start exploring your relationship with God? That's it. The God of the Bible, a Christian God. Uh, and then we go from there and just see the atrocious answers, in my humble opinion, and the Bible's humble opinion, um, of like basically ways to absolutely never arrive at a relationship with God. <laughs> so it's bad. There's a lot of bad advice out there. So trying to be as biblically accurate and authentic as what, as we can to the Bible and the first century church um, and not add traditions of man or any other nonsense on top of it, that is our aim and that is our goal, which... Um, Apparently, it's not these other people's. Anyway, then we talk about a little bit of politics. We turn to, for a while, the Iowa hate crime. Um, you know, t- uh, the guy who, former congressman who toppled over a, st- t- a statue of Baphomet, um, how he was charged with a misdemeanor. They decided that wasn't good enough because now it's a hate crime because he's hating on religion, even though the people of that religion, the Temple of Satan or Church of Satan, I forget which one it is, um, even though they basically say their whole, quote, religion exists to mock other religions and to exert political will, not religious, sincerely held beliefs. Anyway, we talk about that. Then we get into general hate crime laws, topics, death penalty, fun stuff. Then we come back from uh, politics to theology, and we go straight to the bottom of the ocean for the marine kingdom and sneaky squid spirits and, uh, like, this weird doctrine that's coming up and apparently gaining traction how there are entities and demons under the sea that can possess people. It's weird, man. We talk about it. And then, hey, apparently Amelia Earhart has been discovered. So that's cool. Um, Anyway, so check that out. Um, We talk about that and more. So enjoy this conversation. Have an awesome weekend and share these links. Check out the Ask a Christian store. Grab a t-shirt, coffee cup, um, and support us sharing the actual gospel with people on the internet. Good Lord, do they need it. Um, So we have to cut through the sneaky squid spirits and the... Um, you know, go check out my Catholic church and, uh, you know, talk to my priest about how you can take uh, the sacraments and just go straight to repent, believe the gospel, call on the name of the Lord, and you will be saved. Anyways, take care. Have an awesome day. See you all later. All right. So from the bowels of Facebook in uh, one of these religious groups, um, there's this questioner and um, says, hey, this is probably not the group to do this. Um but it's about the only Christian group I'm in. Um, it's like a Christian kind of like lighthearted Christian group. Anyway, so right. maybe that's where they're coming from. This says, this is probably not the Christian group to do this in, but it's about the only Christian group I am in. <laughs> Good enough. To make this simple, I was following this group out of a general um, dislike for pagans. Okay, so the name of the group is, sounds like pagan nonsense, but okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so it's like uh, like uh, memes against like pagan, right? How they're like, oh, we're Odin the All-Father. We vanished ice giants, but your Jesus can't even get rid of whatever. And then like people like spout off like, hey, what are you? and it's like all about like Norse tradition. It's like, follow Viking tradition. And then like Christians will do something like, post memes that are like, hey, follow the greatest Viking tradition of all time and convert to Christianity. Because <laughs> they all did. Okay, anyway, so that's the context. So, let's see. I was following this for a simple dislike of pagans, but I'm not particularly Christian. Um, I recently did some uh, mushrooms. However, um, there's absolutely no mistake. God talked to me. 
he's the Abrahamic God, he's ashamed of me, and I have no idea where to start fostering a relationship with him. How do I do this? Any tips? Where do I go? Okay, so there's got to be, you know, whether this guy is serious or not, I mean, I, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Let's just say someone out there is seeking God. That's the, that's the crux of this. So right. someone who is very unacquainted with Christianity. Um, how do they foster a relationship with this God? How do they go about it? Okay, this is why we exist. <laughs> so if you want to support uh, a bunch of biblically accurate, to the best of our ability, Christians sharing the gospel with people on the internet, because good Lord, do they need it? Here are some of the answers. I don't know if I should start reading the top answers or all the answers, but oh, okay. So go to a divine liturgy uh, at an Eastern Orthodox church. Uh, meet with my priest. Uh, don't just go to some pastor. Uh, get someone seasoned with theology at, who can practice and guide you. Maybe he can guide them into proper grammar. Um, Okay, um, or go to someone who is confessionally reformed and devoted their life to theology and sees themselves as a reformed Catholic and take the scriptures very seriously. The 19, uh, 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith is a robust and theologically sound confession that is simple enough to understand, okay, but deep enough to study the rest of your life. Uh, talk to a priest. Also, I suggest reading Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Okay, if you're trying to get them in the door, I guess fine, but I mean, okay, whatever. Um, as it's a good intro, and I'd also suggest, <laughs> and I'd also suggest not doing mushrooms or other drugs anymore. <laughs> but that's a different topic. Okay, here's one that's like the least bad. This is pretty good. Okay, read the Gospel of John. There is one mediator between God and man, Jesus Christ. He says, "Come unto me, you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Turn from your sin, cry out to Jesus in faith. He turns no one away who seeks after Him with their whole heart. Then find a faithful body of believers to surround yourself." Uh, to submit to the elders, to take uh, uh, to take the sacraments and walk with Christ. All right, well, I'll give that one a like. Okay, that's the best one so far. Like the first, the first half of that was was pretty spot on. Right. Okay. Uh, oh, here's another good one. Pray to Jesus and don't follow tradition that go beyond the scriptures. Amen. Find a group of believers to pray with. Remember that uh, the way to make uh, it. Oh, these people all need like. English class. The way to make it uh, a relationship with God is by his spirit. Repent, be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. The Lord will equip those around you to help you grow in pure and unadulterated faith. Okay. Um, let's see. So those are like two. Like th this comment, <clears throat> this thread's like 80 long. And let's just go to all comments. So like I was scanning this. It's like the first thing I did in the morning. I'm like, oh, I got to bring this up. So those are like two. Um, for like every 10 of just nonsense that talks about scholarship and church fathers yeah. and reading and sacraments and all this stuff. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, come on, people. Like, it is not hard. Like, repent. The stuff you know you shouldn't do, stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> like, pray to Jesus just like he says in the Bible. Ask him for eternal life just like he says he will freely give to anyone who wants it. Exercise a little bit of faith believe in his death burial resurrection and that he has the power to save and forgive you ask him to make you born again congratulations the spirit of god himself will live with you and continue leading you into and truth and understanding you. exactly then let the spirit of god work uh let's oh, see how much god. more nonsense there is um <clears throat> oh here's a fault, another question why do people keep saying the abrahamic god what does that even mean like 
Why don't they call it the God of Adam or the God of Noah? Why the God of Abraham? That pin that we can talk about that later. Okay, talk to a priest. Oh, good lord. Talk to a priest and go experience the real presence of the living God at Eucharist, Eucharist adoration. Um, congratulations, he says for some reason. Um, let's see. Okay, research orthodoxy. Hmm. You don't have people raising their hand, do you, Nate? Oh, um, oh, there's Michael. <laughs> oh yeah, let's send out some invites. Oh, oh, Sean, the CEO. Oh gosh, sorry, I was I was tabbed out. I was reading stuff. Oh, hey, Lynn. Okay, anyway, um, I'm Eastern Orthodox, so I'm biased. Yeah, I'd say go speak to a priest at your local parish because they have all the answers on how to lead you further away from the way. Um, let's see. Be careful to avoid <laughs> to avoid weirdos, even on the internet, especially on the internet. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Orthodox churches, they've got the original method, message. Catholics are good brothers in Christ as well. I would avoid Protestant denominations. I bet you would, because we just <laughs> use a thing called the Bible. Um, All right. Speak with a Catholic priest. Let's see. Um, do, 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 do. Find the nearest Orthodox church and set up a time because your salvation depends on the appointment a priest will set with you. Um, my words, not theirs. Find your nearest Orthodox church and set up a time to meet with the priest of that parish. I think you will fall in love with the church once you experience. I, I guess Jesus is okay, but the church is really what matters. Um, let's see. The Council of Trent, come to... Um, oh, Catholics, come on! <laughs> so, so, so that you guys have a little bit of context, he's reading from a Facebook group where someone came on and essentially said, I did mushrooms and I'm convinced the Abrahamic God is real and I need to know how to have a relationship with him. So that's the question that's being answered. Yeah, so we're, we're discounting the um, the seriousness or the hallucinogenic response prompted by drugs and and like the real the real reason i'm reading some of these I'm, I'll, I'll stop in a minute i think you get the point is basically the guy or like anyone who's like hey how do i have a relationship with this god with this jesus how do i start exploring so i'm just reading as i'm like appalled like for every two that that would say what we say i mean i guess you could say it's biased but i mean you know we, we get our answers straight from the bible um without like tradition or special interpretation anyways so um Instead of just like, hey, repent, believe, like exactly how Atheist Michael down there would give, or up here, would give the gospel, like that. Instead of saying that, like every two people that say that, there's like 10 that talk about a priest or studying theology or being intellectual, stu intellectually studious. And it is just incensing. Um, the Orthodox. <clears throat> Goodness. Go to another divine liturgy. <clears throat> okay, I think we're done. Um, let's see. Oh, before you pick a church willy-nilly, learn as much church history as you can, and I guess hope you don't die before you make your choice. Um, let's see. Oh, one more. Wow. <laughs> um, oh, that was my words, not his. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if you're like reading church history and, you know, then you're like have a heart attack. It's like, oh, no, I didn't read, a, uh, I, I didn't read uh, Augustinian books. Ah! Like. Get saved. <laughs> Call on I'm the name of Jesus, and the then, <laughs> and then read some church history. Um, okay, last one. And to answer where you should go, the Orthodox Church. Ah, oh, the Ortho Bros. Man, go back into your rocks. Bef um, okay. Oh, here is the other one. Um, I know the experience you had. Blah blah blah. Um, however, opening up. Uh, oh, okay. It's just one about shrooms. 
Um, it's another dead end, blah, blah, blah. In this state, humans were spoken to by Satan and his demons. Do not be fooled. Okay. Uh, that's probably good advice, but off topic. All right, serendipity. What do you think about all that crazy stuff? I think that's Facebook for you, Nate. I think that is why <laughs> people just need the actual gospel. Repent. Thank believe. You. Call on the name of the Lord. Read the Bible. Anyway, let's see. Let me tab back over here. How many people do we have? Uh, let's see. Hey, Sean, good morning. Good morning, Nate. I'm going to make it simple. Acts chapter 16, verse 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. That's, how, that, that's what you do. All right. See you. What would you uh, say to someone who is new and uh, wondering how they can foster a relationship with this God of the Bible? Well, I was just going to say in fairness, sometimes it is people that helps draw in. I, I remember in grad school, there was a very attractive girl I was interested in. She invited me to church. That was my motivation. And then I found the gospel there. And she ironically never came back to that church again. And I stayed committed. So sometimes it's all feet things that can draw you in. And Michael, um, as a total outsider looking in, if someone's like, hey, um, I know you don't believe anything about anything. <laughs> okay. I know you don't believe in this Christian God, but I know that you, you know, are well versed in, uh, you know, in it and, and you know, you know, all the ropes. So what should I do if I want to explore this path? If there is one way that actually is, does have a chance of being true in this Christian God, what's the best way to go about it? Um, Hey, everybody. Um, oh, yeah, well, good morning. Actually, actually, yeah, before I get into it, uh, <laughs> Nate, I was particularly snappy yesterday, so I apologize for that. Um, well, the other guy kept interrupting you a lot. Like, Well, it just unfortunately, yeah, I mean, Ga Gavin's an oxygen thief, and so he, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not worth the time. I should have known better. Anyway, <clears throat> um, it, it's funny. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that you said. One of the interesting, th one of the most interesting things that I that I heard from what you read was basically, you know, like uh, inv you know, investigate church history and stuff like that. And when I think particularly about, I, I don't know much about the Eastern Orthodox religion. I've not looked into it much. It's not really a thing here in Canada. Um, it's basically but, Catholic. Yeah, but Catholicism. <laughs> Catholicism is about 35-ish percent of the population of Canada that is religious is Catholic. Um, that would have included my mom, etc. But um, taking, taking just what they said at face value, investigating the history of the Catholic Church should, should see you running from it screaming. Um, the the crimes that that organization the crimes against humanity that that organization has perpetuated over centuries it cannot be easily listed um very well documented in a little a little uh movie that came out called spotlight if you haven't seen it i recommend watching it um it talks specifically about um uh bernard law who's a particular scumbag thankfully now i think he's dead um but yeah <sighs> Even when I even when I did believe, the root of my faith was from the Bible. Um, I actually found one of the things that I found was 
the more people that I talked to about it, the more dissent I ended up hearing, right? Because so much of what you see in religion is subject to interpretation outside of some of the things that you said. Like it, I don't think there's a way to misinterpret the gospel um, unless you're not bright. Um, but for or me, evil. it was always just, kind of, um, yeah, maybe, maybe um, for me, it was always just kind of reading it. Right. Like that was the first, um, that was the first, one of the first things that I was taught was just to read it. So I guess that would be, be my thought. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's great. And I mean, you know, the same spiel like we give, like the, the 32nd gospel, I mean, we like, you know, maybe it sounds like we're trying to like drag race through it because we're like micro machines. We've said it so many times, but really, I think that's a very fair synopsis of the entire purpose of the Bible, right? Which is this eternal life. Jesus talks about like how to be okay in God's book forever. Nothing is more lasting than that. And then, you know, that, so that encompasses the entire point of, of the entire Bible, which is to point to that one goal. Um, and especially in the new Testament, which really focuses on that goal immediately, instead of getting the history and stuff in the old Testament that builds up to then deliver the new Testament. Um, if you just read the new Testament from, you know, from Matthew to, to revelation or, um, well, I guess that's future, but, you know, to get the gospel message, like from the gospels and all the epistles, like that's what you're going to get in a nutshell is the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, who died, who rose again. And if you believe that, accept that, repent, pray to him, ask for forgiveness and eternal life, you will get it. Congratulations. And the best way to fact check that is to start in John and read to like Jude. And that is the consistent theme you'll see. Um, anyway, yeah, it, it just, it bugs me, right? Because on one hand, it's like, well, look, there, you know, these denominations are Christian enough like with that goal in mind, right? Like we always talk about salvation issues. So it's like if salvation issues are the most important thing, we can let a lot of the other disagreements slide, um, even if they're wrong or incorrect or, or whatever. We want them to be, you know, we all should want to be as correct as we can. But if it's not a deal breaker, like a salvation issue, then, you know, we can kind of have grace, hopefully, and let a lot of the other stuff slide and just talk about that and whatever happens, happens. Um, but then you get stuff like that. It's like, how can I find eternal life? Start reading the church fathers. What? Or go talk to, you know, go to a church and, and, and find a priest in the parish and set up a proper appointment time. Um, I guarantee the first thing the priest is going to say is going to have nothing to do with, you know, the little 30-second gospel. I, 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 I bet it's... It, what do they Catholic? say? Like, do it, you know? It, I, like, well, I was about to ask, is anyone a former Catholic? Like, where's Chris when you need him? Like, I guarantee it's going to be something about how you can, like, start the catechism and, like, start start your path to getting confirmed. Um, I'm sure that's going to... Because I had a friend who who became Catholic. Like, they, they weren't really religious. They went to one of my churches, but they weren't super religious-seeming. Uh, but they, they ended up going to ca uh, a Catholic church. And I remember it took him, like, I think, like, a year or something, like, a lot of months. And, you know, the whole thing was nothing about the appeal of Jesus. It was all about, well, they're really nice. Like, you know, it's a really nice group of people. I'm like, well, great. I guess they're nice, but what about your soul? Like, anything about Jesus? Does that matter? And I remember every time I'd, like, run into him, I'd talk, and he's like, yeah, I've done this and this, and I, I'm, like, so much time away from getting confirmed and my confirmation and all this. I'm like, was there the gospel anywhere in there? Or, was it, or is it just like, here's a study book. 
Like, start with Mary. Like, I, I honestly don't know. Maybe I can ask BibleBot. Hey, Paul, what's up? Uh-oh. Uh Are you speaking, Paul? If you're speaking, we don't hear you. Um, yeah, I was, Paul, I, you may need to leave just, and come back. I was just going to say real quick that, yeah, focusing on Jesus gives you a stable foundation. If it's because you like the people in the church, as soon as someone creates some drama for you, you lose that impact, right? So that's just too flaky. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is build, build on a firm foundation, right? Like, you know, Paul, when he's talking about, a, you know, who do you follow? These people are f talking. They're like, do you follow Peter or do you follow Paul? And he's like, forget all that. We follow Jesus. So it's like if, oh, you know, Priest Joe or, you know, elder person or whatever, Bishop Jake, if they're really nice, well, yeah, what, what happens the first time they don't send you a birthday card and you got all uh, offended and you quit the church? Well, I mean, that's like a foundation of sinking sand. Like, don't put your your hopes in man. Like, put them in Jesus. Like, that's so much of, of problems are caused from, like, church hurt. And it's like, look, man, if, if the church, if someone in the church is mean to you or some mean old lady looks at you because you have, like, ripped jeans, like, I mean, yeah, you can get a little irritated at that person, but you shouldn't forsake God over it. Like, you know, either just, you know, sit on the pew and stare back at her or offer to pray for her. Or if it's really that bad and, like, everyone hates you. Well, first of all, is there a reason? Um, and if you have to, go find another church. That has that should have nothing to do with, like, affecting your relationship with Jesus or God. Like, if there's any reason that, uh, you know, people need Jesus, look at Christians. Like, we're a great example of why people need Jesus, not that we, we don't need Jesus because we're so holy and pure without Jesus. It's like, no, man, we're all messed up. The only difference is we recognize it, and we're hopefully trying to do better and to follow Jesus more closely. So if we, you know, scowl at some people or, you know, I don't know, seem a little judgy, yeah, that's our human nature. Like, we're in the right place. Um, hang on, let's ask. Okay, so chatbot. If I want um, to be, hmm, it's a weird way to word this. How, how do we, what's a good way to ask, like, what's the first thing a Catholic church would uh, tell us? What's, oh, I guess we could just ask one of the resident Catholics, but they'll probably say what we want to hear. What's the first thing? I have to do if I want to be Catholic. My phone's going to start exploding right now. <laughs> no lame answer. If you're interested in becoming a Catholic, the first step is reach out to your local local Catholic parish. Blah, blah, blah. Um, which typically includes attend. Oh, <laughs> okay. Typically includes attending classes or sessions on Catholic teaching and participating in the sacraments, baptism, confirmation. Yeah, I think we're going to need to do like an undercover video. CEO, you want to, or, or Michael, you want to do like an undercover expose and like go act like you want to become Catholic and, and just see how long it takes before they say something about Jesus. That's the last thing. Well, yeah. I'm, like I, I took today. I took today off. That's the last thing I'm going to do after when I take a day off. Oh, you have your day off, Michael. You're the perfect person. It's as if the Lord has shown His light upon you for in investigative journalism. After I just told you, I'm going to do different things with the day off. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm I'm trying real hard to convince you otherwise. 
anyway, yeah, I mean, I, yes, Steph, I sent you an invite. I thought the peach would get you up here. But, um, I, I mean, I'm sure it has something to do with baptism, but is it like, hey, be baptism for the remission of your sins, sprinkle, sprinkle. Um, or is it, okay, we're going to baptize you. Do you know what that means? Uh, that means, you know, the gospel. And then baptize them? Or, hey, you have sin. You need to be forgiven of sin by something, somewhere. Hail Mary. Um, or do they, like, actually give you the gospel and tell you about Jesus, like, upon, I guess, initiation? Well, I mean, it's funny. I think one of the things that I've spent the most time in in a Catholic setting is doing is going to funerals. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? You know, um, but I'm trying to think and I'm, I'm trying to exclude my my biases but I don't know that I've ever heard anything Jesus related other than Father, Son, Holy Spirit <clears throat> at a Catholic service. I, I just, I, I don't think I ever have. Hmm. But again, I mean, funerals are weird, right? Like funerals aren't even for dead people. They're for the people that are still alive, right? So, um, well, the I funerals know. I go to, <laughs> like, if the person is a, you know, if the person's a, well, actually, I, I think all the all the funerals I've gone to um, include the gospel. <laughs> so if you ever wanted to accuse the church of playing on someone's emotions, that's the time to do it. Um, but I mean, it's not wrong, right? I mean, that also shows conviction because it's also kind of it, it takes a little a little bravado to be like, um, is that the right word? A little gusto or whatever, a little conviction to uh, you know put your money where your mouth is. If people are grieving at a funeral and you're going to tell them like, you know, how they can like have eternal life in Jesus and lay out the gospel instead of how to like comfort and, you know, blah, blah, blah in their time of mourning. I mean, that, that takes a little bit of fortitude. So um, I guess you could say, well, it's insensitive or they're playing on their emotions. Or you could also say, yeah, they really believe it so much so that they're going to take a chance of offending the funeral people, um, especially because that's when lots of non-Christians will go there because, you know, I mean, it's a family member. So, I, I mean, all the funerals I've been to, I think all of them have had a pretty heavy gospel message um that's like hey here here's mortality like you're all gonna die um you know make sure you end up on the right side of things yeah it's interesting because i remember uh, like i remember at my mom's at my mom's funeral <clears throat> again my mom was catholic um and you know like the, the the parish priest like he knew he knew the family like he knew all of us um even though none of us were practicing and he, my sister just kind of bolted. Like when everything was done, my sister just bolted. Like they, they didn't have time for any of that stuff. Um, I lingered a couple extra minutes because uh, I was talking to a couple of other people. And he kind of, I don't remember his name. Now it doesn't matter. He kind of made his way up to me. And he knew I, we had had talks. We had had talks prior to like after after she died, but before the, the service about, you know, kind of what she wanted and stuff like that. And, you know, cause he had asked me stuff, you know, it's like, well, you know, do you, do you know what she wants? And she was very, <clears throat> she was kind enough to have written everything down that she wanted. So we didn't have to guess about stuff, um, which was nice. And it, it, he could tell by asking me a couple of the questions that I, that I didn't give a single uh, <laughs> uh, care about any of the particular things that happened. And, but then after, 
the, the, the service, he came up to me and he asked me very like specifically, he's like, you know, did anything you hear today move you in any way? And I said, well, you know, I said, some of the things you said were very kind towards my mother, but if you're talking about the message that you tried to relay, yeah, I'm no different than I, I'm, I'm leaving no different than I entered. And he just kind of slouched his shoulders and put his head down and walked away. Did you invite Steph? I feel like she's... Yeah, I invited several of those people down there. You might have to throw me a mod, Nate. <laughs> oh, no, they're just, like, they're, just, they're just playing shy or whatever. I think, I think the invite would have worked. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I think it's some, spi some spicy. I don't, I, wanna, I don't know if I want to get into that today. What, spi what spicy? We got to get some spicy conversation going. I, I, I took today off. We got to have something good going on. Oh, well, we can talk about, um, I think we've talked about the gospel enough. I mean, you know, if you're not going to believe it, you can at least hear it a lot. But I, I think that's been accomplished. So um, we can talk about how the injustice and travesty of the guy in American politics who destroyed the, I don't, I don't actually know if he destroyed it or if he just like took it down, like without destroying it. The Baphomet statue that was in the was it Iowa State Capitol, um, how he got charged with like, you know, like a, a misdemeanor or whatever, as it should have been, because, you know, he did do something wrong. So he should have been charged. And it was a misdemeanor. Uh, it was like, I, I, I forget how much it was like hundreds or thousands, low thousand dollar fines or whatever. So, I mean, you know, he broke the law. He deserves to have the consequences. But they've since charged him with a uh, hate crime enhancement. I hate how some of these stupid laws are worded. It's like, you know, if you rob a bank, some of these stupid states, it's like, oh, they had a gun present in the car under their seat that was totally not used, but we found the gun, so therefore it's an armed uh, firearm enhancement. Like, enhancement? Like, no, just say what you want. You want to lock these poor people up for an extra, like, 10 years automatically, even though the gun was not used or anything like that, just because you found it on their premises. Anyway, maybe, see, that's my bleeding art. Um, I have feelings too for these people. But anyway, so in, in the instance of this, it was a hate crime enhancement, which automatically kicks it to felony territory. It's like a third degree felony, but it's still, I mean, you can be, I think it's like five years in prison or like 10 or $15,000 fine is like the maximum for a third degree felony. And it just bugs me. It's like one of those things, how all the boxes are checked. And it's like, well, how do you know? You don't really know. It's it's really their religion. It's their sincerely held religious belief. But then it's like, you know, if it walks like a duck, smells like a duck, quacks like a duck, whatever. Um, it, it's like very clearly, you know, the satanic religion. Um, I, I, Jamesy, help me out. Is he still here? Is it the temple of Satan or church of Satan? Whichever one is responsible for that. Like, you know, darn well, it's not their sincere held belief. And, you know, like uh, that there's a spiritual entity, Satan, mostly because you take the admission of their own words. How they're like, no, it's a political stance. We don't believe in a theistic Satan, yada, yada. It's a counterpoint against religion, Christianity in particular, um, because of the you know political, quote, abuses they've done. So it, it's like a counteroffensive to, to throw their weight around because of that. Anyway, so it's like, you know, darn well, it's not an actual like religion in the sense that all other religions have a theistic belief in a god or gods. Um, so getting a uh, hate crime enhancement is just, oh, it bugs me because it's like, this is not the proper time to apply it. Like, technically, it checks the box of religion, but it's not a religion. Like, one of these things is not like the other. Anyway, it, it, yeah, it we can is, talk about it that. Is an, 
Yeah, it is interesting. So <clears throat> my understanding, like I don't like I have um, I don't know that I have any friends. I have a lot of acquaintances that are members of, of, of like the, the TST and stuff like that. Um, but it's my it's my understanding that what you said is correct, that it's more um, political than anything else. I've I've I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone who. Who, you know, like who's an avowed Satanist or something like that, who actually believes that entity exists. So I, I, I think I'm in complete agreement with you when it comes to that. My understanding, and again, I could be wrong. My understanding is, is that the, the hope that it would have the same type of clout, for lack of a better word, that if someone who was quote unquote actually religious, like, so for example, if I went and, uh, did damage or like spray paint or graffitied up either a, um, a Jewish synagogue or, uh, you know, a Catholic church or something like that, <clears throat> that that would probably be, you know, labeled as, you know, the, the hate crime thing as well. And I think my understanding is, is that because of all of the, <clears throat> um, minutia around um, religion in the US that the that the people from the TST or whatever would you know would be in favor of the kind of hate crime enhancement thing because if it were any other church or religious setting it would be treated that way so I think my I think my my understanding again from a couple of people I've spoken to about this that it's like you know it's like if it's that there's just kind of what there would be one standard, right? So if it is this thing, then it falls under this category. Um, I don't, I don't, we, we don't have the same type of, of laws that you do about whole, the whole, like a gun under the seat in the car in the parking lot, you know, things like that. So I can't speak about that. Um, but that's, that's my understanding. Do I think it's like, I very personally think the whole idea of the TST and stuff like that is just, it is, it doesn't make sense to me personally. Like why, like why muddy the waters with something like that? Like why not just strive for like secular equality so that everyone who is secular or everyone who, who, had, who identifies as non-religious or atheist or something like that has all of the same rights as everybody else without muddying the waters of putting in an entity that you don't even think is real into the mix anyway. If does that make sense? It totally makes sense. Uh, and and further, like it would help not muddy the waters if we didn't have hate crimes. I just hate that idea that there's like there's already a crime and now it's like an extra crime. Like a, a crime is already a crime. Like murder's already illegal. If you murder someone, you don't and like if you murder someone and the penalty is life, you don't need to then say, "Oh, it's a hate crime because of reasons and now it's extra life." It's like life is life. Like so Whatever the crime is, if that's not sufficient, make all crime a proper sufficient level that everyone's happy, but don't add extra stuff based on, you know, based on arbitrary values, uh, because I mean, it can be a slippery slope, but I, I just don't like the hate crimes in general. Like you already have crimes. So if that's not good enough, make those penalties harsher across the board for everyone. You don't need to have a special class of hate crimes. Um, anyway, that's that's my view on that. I think it would go a long way to clearing the waters, but yeah, Michael, I agree with you. Um, uh, can I get a little bit of pushback? 
Just a little bit. Wait. Sure. Uh, little Sean bit. loves crying. That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I no, I don't love crying. But uh, the reason that the hate crimes were put in place was because of groups like the neo-Nazis, the KKK, and folk of that ilk doing things based upon their their total hate for people of African American, Latino, Native American, Jewish, and trust me, if if you uh or uh, and uh, even though I don't consider it, I, to me murder is murder, but that's the reason that it was put put in place. And are they are they still out there? Yeah, and matter of fact. When you see things like that go down just because of the color of somebody's skin, because of the color of somebody's skin, it's really, it's really hateful. It's really hateful. You're doing, you're killing someone just because they're black. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I, I, I think I wasn't clear enough in what it was when you said and hearing what, uh, uh, well, I took it. I, I took it a different way. Like, no, I, I agree with what you said, Michael. But then, I mean, if you want to clarify for Sean, but I mean, uh, you know, don't clarify for me. Like, we were on the same page. Then I gave my thought on the hate crime. But yeah, go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, but, but I, I think I agree with 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 Sean uh, a thousand percent. If, um, like, like for example, and it's it it has happened here. So there's um, uh, there's an area in Toronto known as the Village, and the Village is comprised mostly of people of the LGBT uh, in the LGBT community, right? So um, there have been instances, and like I'm sure there have been instances all over the world, obviously, um, of people going and seeking out people who are, and I think I think a good word is other, right? So if you are if you are anything other than, so if you are, and most of these crimes are committed by white people, like that's just that's just the fact of the matter. Um, so you know if you if when you can other <clears throat> a group of people. Whether it be because of religious belief, sexual orientation, or skin color, <clears throat> then it becomes easier when you other them. It's easier to look at them as less than less than you are, and in many cases, less than human. Right? So people go out and they and they commit crimes against these peoples, and and I think they should face harsher penalties. So if you get a group of white dudes and they go to a predominantly black neighborhood. And they beat the crap out of, of somebody and and they do it because they are, as Sean said, like white supremacists or neo Nazis or whatever's like that. I think Or they Black should... Panthers or liberals against conservatives. Let's not be one sided. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> regard regardless of who it is, if one group of people others somebody else and then commits a crime against them, I think they should face a harsher penalty. <clears throat> well so I, I mean I, I see the argument. And even if I sort of conceded, it wouldn't rise to the level of I would accept that because of – I mean just look around, right? It's a slippery slope, and it's not justice for all because we can see now, right? Things have changed, right? So 50 years ago, you know, the Democrats who invented the KKK, uh, you know, running around in hoods, like, you know, causing problems with black people to gain political power and get rid of the nuclear family. Anyways, um, so 50, 60, 80 years ago, a bunch of Democrats running around in, you know, KKK hoods. Um, murdering black people and messing with black families just because they're black, that was evil, that was wrong. 
Um, that was also then. Today, um, you see, I, I mean, turn on the news. I don't know how it is in Canada, but, you know, turn on the news. Um, <clears throat> it's this, you know, and Chris talks about this a lot, right? So I know you remember these conversations, Michael, um, <clears throat> how Chris talks about othering in, in the religious sphere or liberal and conservative sphere. And it's like, you know, the case you just made about othering for race, you know, he often makes about, you know, political views or religiously held views. And I agree with that. We see that all over the place. And now it's like, you know, whether you're um, like the cop that just got like plowed in the head, you know, by like a, a band of like, you know, eight um, undocumented illegal invaders, um, you know, they're just stomping on their heads. So if there was a time to have a hate crime, it should be that. Like there was no other reason they attacked the cop other than the cop was doing their job and uh, they just jumped him. And they like, started kicking him in the head. He was down. He wasn't fighting. And they just kicked the crap out of him. If there was ever a time to be a hate crime, it would be that um, for the specific reason against uh, like, you know, uniformed officer, like a, a whatever, like that's the only reason. Um, but again, I still stand by it because it can be misappropriated right now when there's like white, you know, like black on white or brown on white violence. It's it's almost like, well, because you're an oppressor, because you're white, there, there's like no way to win in 2024, especially in some of, if you're in some of these um cities like city governments and the city councils where they they have very racist against white people undertones mostly because they say things on public tv that is like wow that is wildly racist against white people but no one cares anymore so it, even though you have uh, hate crimes the chances of of you know someone like you know kicking the crap out of a white person being charged with a hate crime is like slim to none in these areas so you can misappropriate it and that's just another reason why even if i thought it was a good idea that you just walk up and attack someone just because of their skin color or just because of their re religion or sexual orientation if that is the only reason you attack them even if i thought okay yeah that's so absurd that should have an extra crime it can be so easily misappropriated and applied sometimes for political will and withheld other times when it should be applied so again i would prefer go all the way so you know if you're going to say what's the penalty for murder oh it's you know 25 years well that's not enough for hate crime great make the penalty for murder death so death penalty for murder now everyone who murders gets the death penalty you don't have to worry about hate crimes anymore hate crimes are covered if you murder someone for their skin color it's death if you murder someone because you got in a fist fight with them and you know intentionally killed them it's death so at least that's a way to apply it across the board um it's still not perfect, but by the way, I don't, I don't really like the death penalty. Um, I'm just, I'm just saying like, that's, um, that's kind of my thought more than like specific hate crimes. Um, it would be hard enough pill to swallow if it was a pro, uh, applied appropriately in all cases, but because there's so much misappropriation, um, I think it's a broken, failed idea. Anyway, it's just my humble opinion. It's never going to change. It's probably going to get worse. And someday it's going to be like, um, you know, it's going to be a hate crime to, you know, preach the gospel. Oh, it's it, not someday. It's already happening. Like the people who are reading their Bible and like, you know, praying and having like a little preaching message outside abortion clinics. Um, the, they got arrested and the sentencing guidelines, I don't think they've been sentenced yet. And hopefully they won't get it. But these sentence recommendations that the prosecutors are wanting are like 10 years in prison for like old ladies. We're not talking about abortion bombers. Like we're talking about like old church people outside reading their Bibles and praying loudly um, in front of abortion clinics. So the, the recommendation for these people is 10 years in prison. Um, surely they're not going to get that much, but, but I mean, how far is that from like, 
oh, if you're preaching this Jesus guy outside of an abortion clinic or outside of, uh, you know, a satanic um, parade, that's a hate crime now. So, you know, be careful what you wish for because it may turn back and bite you. Um, all right, Mo, I've talked to a lot about political stuff. If you, Oh, I was going to invite him. Oh, someone tell Mo that I was going to. Oh, there he is. He is there. All right, Mo, I've talked about politics. I know it's your thing. So hopefully we can end this conversation and, and get off quickly. But let's get your thoughts. Oh, you want my thoughts? And Steph, why'd you run away? Yeah, I, I don't know. You raised your hand. I figured you wanted to say something. Yeah, well, I have a lot to say, but um, sort of why I'm always right. Yeah, regarding this thing, I definitely agree that if a person beats up someone, it's a crime. I don't care why they did it. The crime is the crime. You shouldn't be. Whether you, you hate someone or not is is irrelevant. You just you should be convicted of the crime. The crime should be. If, it, if you beat up an old lady, you should get whatever punishment it is. If it's a felony, then you get a felony. If it's a year, you know, I don't know, whatever the crime would be. But if you beat up someone, you know, because you don't like them, it should be the same penalty. In your, in your, in your thought processes, are you guys thinking about the nuances? Um, like, for example, um, the death penalty. I know you're not a fan of it, Nate, but like, for example, like say a person, like they were wrongly convicted, I'm a fan and then of it's death like, penalty. huh? I think we should have the death penalty. I mean, that, that's fine, but I'm saying, like, I was wondering if you guys are accounting for that nuance, um, where yeah. it's like, a... well, yeah, I, I think so. If you're talking about like you know, like manslaughter or uh, first degree murder, second degree murder, if you're talking about nuances like that where there's like le legitimate differences, like, you know, criminal negligence, like we already have laws for that. But I mean, all things being equal, like, uh, yes, the, these two people, the circumstances are exactly, um, you know, the same as far as like murder one or like premeditated murder. Like, you know, I, uh, this guy was brown and I'm, you know, pale yeah. white, the, the right kind, the right shade. So yeah, therefore they I hate this guy and I premeditate it. Um, versus another guy that's like, hey, he looked at my uh, girlfriend weird, and I hate him for it. Now I'm going to murder him. So like, all things being equal, like the same intent, not like, oh, oops, I I turned a red, I, I ran a red light and I smashed someone. Oops, my bad. So if you're talking yeah, about so taking that into account, then yes, all things equal, yes. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about no, that. I'm talking about like a person was wrongly convicted. Like there was a mistake in the in the in the verdict of things. Well, what do you mean? I mean, if there is a mistake, then yeah, there is a mistake. Yeah, but if you've already sentenced them to the death penalty and they're dead. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's why I don't like it. Like, because, you know, and, and Mo, I'm surprised. I mean, I, I, I'm i not surprised that you'd want, that you're in favor of the death penalty because, you know, you're an atheist and want people to die. I'm just kidding, just kidding. Um, well, I but I thought you'd be more, more kind of... I do want some more, more, to die. Oh, okay. Uh, but I thought you'd be kind of on my, more my meanings because I'm, I'm just incredibly skeptical. Like, like how you're skeptical of religion, I'm skeptical of the government. So the oh, amount of times, of, yeah, I, I'm skeptical of the police for sure. Yeah, but so like the amount the of times, like the people could be wrongly convicted or just straight up set up, um, I, I just don't like that. So like once is too much. So because of that, and there's, I mean, I mean, it's not like once is too much. Like we've got demonstrable evidence of plenty of people, way more than one, who have been wrongfully uh, killed and been exonerated, like uh, you know, posthumously, like after they're dead. Like, oh, hey, I guess they didn't do that. So because of that, that's why I'm I'm really against it. Yeah. So, hey, let me just give you a quick example on this hate crime thing. Um, so an old woman gets 
you know, mugged, beaten up really bad. And a 25 year old gay man gets beaten up really bad for hate reasons. And the old woman gets beaten up just for fun or whatever. Just should the guys that beat up the gay man get more jail time than the guy that beats up the old woman? I'm upset. Right, exactly. So I don't, I don't understand, like, just because they hate the gay guy or whatever or whoever, what they need to they need to go to jail longer. Well, and, and then the people, and then you know, let's give an option. So, like the people, you know, like Sean um, thought, you know, like extra things are extra heinous, so it needs more time. Well, well, then what if you pick Sean? So instead of saying like you know Mole's example right there, um, instead of saying well. The, the people that beat up the gay guy for a hate crime, they deserve more time. Well, why don't you just say, well, the people that punched the old lady for, like, the knockout game, um, why don't you just up their time? And now everyone gets the same time. So it's like, if you say hate crime should be a thing, well, then can't you decide, like, to be on the lenient side or more um, forceful side? Like, okay, well, the gay guys, it was a, it was a hate crime that they beat him up, um, so let's be lenient and, and give all of them less time. Um, or no, let, let's take, uh, you know, give the gay guys extra time. But then, yeah, they also beat up an old woman, you know, to death. So let's not be lenient on them. Let's give them the same time as the gay guys. Yeah, because or the uh, guys who beat up the gay guy. A 25 year old male or, or even female is going to recover. And they, they probably, if they fall down, they're not going to, you know, they don't have the odds of dying where like a 90 year old woman or a 90 year old man that's frail. You beat them up, you know, <laughs> they're not going to recover like in a couple months and be just fine back to, you know, but, but they less punishment because the, they're not, you know, I, I think Mole's my political spiritual animal. Well, Mike, uh, Steph, you want to talk Michael, about the Marine no, Kingdom I, up here? Is Michael, I just want to see, Michael was the one that was saying that he thinks like, you know, if you beat up someone or if there's a crime against like a, like, like if I have a business, say I have a business and someone breaks my window, you know, they, the person that does that should have the same consequences as the person that, that breaks the window of the synagogue or whatever. Like why, why would they get more? That person's punished more because they hate the, the synagogue or the, Mosque or whatever. The size and they of just the break window. my window. Well, say all things being equal. That's what I'm saying. Like if, <laughs> I know. And, and if you zoom out on the example, like, do you think if, if there was like hate crimes to, you know, destroy like how it is, you know, like a hate crime against like, you know, the, the synagogue example, if it's like a hate crime because of the religion, how much more do we think society would benefit if those same laws, like the hate crime laws, were just the law of the land and that applied to, you know, all broken windows. So, you know, broken windows in the synagogue, serious crime. Broken windows at all the places, uh, you know, in the summer of love where there's like, you know, peaceful rioting, uh, rioting and rapes and murders. Um, and like all the Walmarts and Targets and all those places got absolutely destroyed. If these same hate laws, uh, hate crime laws applied to like businesses and stores as it did for like, you know, religion or religious um, synagogues or whatever. Um, do you think those people would maybe not have destroyed entire cities? And because those right. laws weren't in, as severe as they were, how many Jewish people and gay people and black people were disenfranchised and severely hurt 
because now all those people don't have a store to go shop to. So I think, um, and I think they, the underlying thing is this hate is not hate isn't a crime. Like I can hate whoever I want, you know, like I don't hate many people, but you know, typically if say I've known, you know, people in my family, for instance, that hated other ethnicities or whatever. Uh, maybe they didn't hate them, but they, you know, they, they may say something and say whatever that you hate. Someone hates another person. That's not illegal. It's not a crime to hate someone. The crime is when you is when you stop. It's, it's not the hatred part. It's the it's the beating up the person. It's the it's the damage to the property. You know, I can hate whoever I I want. That's that's a it's I think what we're trying to what the people that want the hate crime added on there is. They don't want people to hate each other. Well, too bad. You can hate whoever you want. You know, if it, even if a group of people wants to get together and they want to go talk about how much they hate other people, I don't care. Whatever. And you, you're fine to do that as long as you don't take it in and do something that's illegal because it's the action that's illegal. It's not the, the hatred part isn't, shouldn't be, um, you know, that's, I know you don't want, we don't want to have that. Well, you know, whatever. When yeah, was, no, I, uh, I don't think we're, yeah, I don't think we're, there's a ton of disagreement there. Sorry, Bertie, I just want to go for my, well, my do you brain. think, but let's just I gotta get off in a second. But Michael, yeah. do you think that the person that beats up the old lady um, and the person that beats up the gay guy, should they have the same sentence or does the, they beat the gay guy up? So they have to, you know, they get more punishment. Um, that's, that's a really good question. I think, I think it depends on, and you, you touched on this and I think this is a, this is an important, uh, factor to consider, right? So I agree with you a thousand percent that, that, uh, you know, you can hate whoever you, you can hate whoever you want, right? Um, I'm, I'm not for the kind of totalitarian, um, thought, you know, it's like where you put, where you have thought crime, right? That's a, that's a religious thing. Um, so uh, it is, yeah, it that's is. A but anyway. Thing. Yeah, that's a but, huge secular thing, bro. So, what are you talking about? The difference that's not religious. is, yeah, the difference the, the difference between prejudice, right? So, or or the thought of hating someone is different than discrimination and the acting of, right? So, so Mole, I agree with you a thousand percent. Like, you can't, we don't have the capacity to police someone's thoughts, right? But but it's the it's when it becomes the action that then their action becomes actionable in some type of, of punishment. It's a, you ask a really good question though, someone who you know, assaults a senior versus someone who assaults someone of the LGBT community, who should, who, you know, should they receive the same or different sentence? That's a good question, I'm not sure. Um, well, real quick, since we have been very politically heavy, and yeah, I, I would uh, push back on the thought crime is, I mean, you could say it is religious, but not exclusively religious, because especially like as we move forward on this timeline, we just get better and better examples. Like, you know, in 2024 or 2023, like you see that you are judged hardcore for like thought crimes. If you're, you know, conservative versus liberal, for example, um, if people like get a taste of you being the wrong political persuasion, um, you're judged so hard. It's like, Oh, if you think this, then we know that what you really think is this. And that makes you racist. And now you're bad and deserve like mob lashings. Anyway, okay. um, I, yeah. I just want well, I, I, just, no, I, I just I just need a point of clarification just because because I'm because I, I think I didn't communicate correctly. I'm I'm talking about from the from the theocratic perspective, right? 
So, and I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about from other religious people versus secular people. I'm talking about from God itself. I will be punished for eternity for what I believe, right? For what I think. Okay, sure. I, I yeah, wasn't the talking secular about sense does that I even wasn't more, though. Okay, yeah, then I, fair enough. I agree um, with what you're saying there, Mike. Well, I just wanted to, since we've been very politically heavy, which, um, you know, it's kind of fine to take a break sometimes, but I just wanted to ask anyone, because Steph uh, said she was excited to talk about the Marine Kingdom, um, and I just wanted to give, and my brother's like dying down there. Is he still here? Brother? His brother down there? <laughs> he was like dying for someone to ask a religious question. Just want to give everyone an opportunity. If anyone has a religious thing to talk about, here's your chance. If not, this will be the day of politics. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Well, Nate, I do want to um, put a uh, – I want to circle back eventually. Maybe not right now because I got some stuff I got to do. But we were talking about that wedding um, story, and I, I don't think um, I got a chance to adequately like uh, talk about your refutation or whatever, like your example. But I don't know if I have time to do that right now. Remember, you you, you kind of kicked me down to the audience yesterday after we were talking about, like, the miracle at the wedding. And you said, well, someone should have been able to dispute that. And I don't um, think um, – yeah, I don't think yeah. I had a chance to really – Well, I mean, I, I mean, I guess you know if you have time or not. But, um, I mean, if you don't, we, we can later. But, yeah, I mean, I kicked you just because I was, like, trying to get, like, a – what I felt was a very simple point and, you know, it just kept getting talked over. So I was adamant that, uh, you know, you don't have to believe it, but I at least want to express the thought, which was, was, it was just a numbers game. Basically, if there is a time and a place that is reported that some miracle happened or some event happened, um, secularly even, and there's like a hundred people who's like, no, I, I read what they said happened at this place at this time and this date, I was there. That event never happened. That person is a liar. That was well, my only point. So yeah, if, but if, miracle if the event never happened, happened like, though, then there would be no one there. Like, if I said that there was a a party last weekend, you know, and someone uh, you know disappeared out of thin air or did some miracle or something, right? Um, what? Who's gonna Who's gonna say? Oh, wait, there was no party. And that that and that's where the do you understand was. the point? Like, if I said there's a house party, yeah. down the road. Yeah, and that's where the and disconnect I wrote it down was. I in understand. The and someone and, and someone it's happening know, again. Made more. Sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to make the point. Like, and the, you know, they multiplied the pizza. You know, who, who's going to refute it? Well, no one was yeah, there I, to, to be there. And I understand your point, but but you have not yet um, said that you, ex, you that you understand my point. So I agree with your point. If you say, "Hey, at Route 17, 321, you know. Five seven in is a zip code in a cow field. Um, Thirty people were raised from the dead, and because no one was there, um, you know, because because it's so remote, it's like, oh well, no one refuted it. See, it must have happened. It totally happened, and no one can refute it because no one was there. So it's like, yeah, okay, well, he's just, right, but but you're not. Uh, so I understand your point. Now try to follow me through my point. If I say, and I think you were still in the room yesterday at, at Times Square, right? Let's just say, I mean, obviously it's indisputable. Thousands of people were at, at were at Times Square for New Year's Eve for the ball to drop, right? Cover, okay. Covered in pee and poop and disgusting. Anyway, they were there. 
So it's indisputable. Like tens of thousands of people are there for the ball drop. So if someone says, guys, remember at Times Square, I was standing right in front of the giant McDonald's billboard um, in front of the ball dropping. And did you see how I raised 50 people from the dead right there in front of Times Square at the ball drop on New Year's Eve 2024? Obviously, tens of thousands of people were there. So it would be easy for any one of them, if that event happened, to be like, yes, I was there, it happened. Um, it would also be easy if for anyone who was there, indisputably, like, yes, I was there, here's my passport, I flew in from Canada, or came in from Canada, or whatever, or here, here's my gas bill, I drove, here's my McDonald's receipt for that day and that time. I was, I was getting a Big Mac right there. As this guy says, he raised 50 people from the dead. I'm telling you, I was there eight hours. I saw the ball drop. I was at McDonald's. I ate food, me and my family. Not one person was raised from the dead. So that's what I'm saying, Mo. Like in an event like that, like in at the wedding feast or whenever it says at Passover, like this is in Jerusalem where it was a it was a dedicated festival where indisputably tons of people were there at the city center for this event. So then when it says, you know, these miracles happened, the lame walked, the blind saw, obviously lots of people were there at that festival, at that date, at that time. Any of them could have been like, yes, I was there at that date, at that time. And what they said happened did not happen. That water where they said he splashed in the blind man and, you know, he told him to wash in the, in the, the fountain and he would, he'd be healed. I was washing in that fountain at that exact time. I was there all day long. Nobody washed there and said they could see. It never happened. Yeah, anyway, that I, was my only point. You follow I, me I now? think I get your point. But say, say this miracle happened at Times Square. Would you expect just one person to report that? Well, no, and not just one person yeah, exactly. reported it then either. Exactly. How many people reported this? Um, the miracles at the wedding. Are there any extra biblical sources? Or uh, is there just one well, story in, in one well, book? Keep, no, I mean, well, you have all four gospels that you know. Some of them will have um, four accounts of one of these miracles. And keep in mind, they're all extra biblical before someone gathered them together and bound them in a compendium yeah. called the Bible. So they were yeah, all, these are all, these are all resources. These are all believers, Nate. That's the that's the thing. You don't well, have to validate it. What also what also matters is the setting and the people who are witnesses, right? Like it's not like these that. things were happening external from that location, which people are already Jews, right? And then also you have to understand the um um the the education that each individual had. Um you writers don't know, you don't know any of that. You don't even know that these people that wrote historically, they don't claim to be there. Historically, they don't even claim to be witnesses. Historically, right in that culture, things were uh, things were um, shared word of mouth. Right, information was shared by word of mouth because not everyone was a writer. People who were more writers were of a higher level of education. In the context in which things were happening. It wasn't like you had a scribe or a very high-level person at all those miracles, but those stories were in in the in the in the um in the eyes of many people. Yeah. So, so do you have evidence you, that the people that wrote the stories were there? Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, I, I said did. at those. No, people, you didn't because you because you because the fact that you even followed up with that right? question means you didn't even understand what I said. Yeah. So were the witnesses that were there? that wrote 
No, were the witnesses that wrote these stories in the Gospels, do they claim to be uh, eyewitnesses to those events? You Some are, of them, you're yes. So, so, you're so, so, okay. And, and I'm talking about, I'm talking about like overarching all of them, right? You're all superimposing your, hold on, you're superimposing your perspective of how information can be valid and transpired, right? And, and kind of carried on to the next thing. You have a multitude of people who have witnessed one thing. They give their they give their account verbally, and there's someone who typically isn't just always there who writes that thing down. Yeah, it's called right. Like you also, right? But you're discrediting it. But even yeah, in our in our in our in our hold on, even in our society today, that is still credible enough, right? That is that is still credible enough. So no, it's, not. It, it's not even it's not even just the voice of one person, but a multitude. But it, but it's a multitude, right? Like you you have um, there's there's a, a kind a kind of decoherence when you have um, a multitude of quote unquote telephone, right? Like people would like to chop it up to say, oh, that was telephone, so you can't trust it. But if multi like a multitude of people witness something and are saying the same thing. Decoherence happens in terms of saying like, "Oh, this is a telephone." You can't really. Multiple people saying the same thing, Bertie. The witnesses there. One story talking about this wedding. There's not multiple uh, witnesses talking about it all over the place. We don't have records of that. Hang on, I I think we've I think we've kind of hit the end. There's also Jesse and random wedding, but Mo, I I don't know why you focus on on the wedding. You could you could pick any of them, right? Like the Bible is because you brought it up. Hang on. Well, I brought up a lot of things. I, 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 I don't remember talking about the wedding. That's why I was confused. I remember bringing up blind people and lame people and dead people a lot. But, I mean, sure, throwing the wedding in there too. But the point is, in the New Testament and the Gospels, even in the Acts, uh, there's a ton of claims. So it's not just like one event. There's lots of events. Anyway, but, I mean, before we beat a dead horse, I mean, you're going to believe it or you don't. So if you count this evidence, you know, I mean, even the courts today count eyewitness testimony. Um, uh, they, they, it's admissible. That, I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah, this, is, this not, is an eyewitness testimony, though. No, it. I, I just said there's plenty of eyewitness testimony. Like, you know, the Gospel of John. Like, you know, I like John wrote John or, you know, directly dictated it. So it's his eyewitness accounts of these events. So um, some of the miracles. Anyway, the point is um, take it or leave it, right? Like our job is to be like, hey, here's eternal life. Jesus or not. Like that's step one. So who cares about a wedding? Who cares if it was three dead people, 30 dead people, no dead people. Um, God could be just as true if no one, if no miracle ever happened. God could be just as true. It just happens no miracle happened. Yeah, I don't no, believe no that, but I'm saying, saying logically working your way through it. Um, you know, I believe the Bible is true where it says no one can come to the Father unless the Spirit draws them. And, you know, if, if that is not you, I mean, if it was you, you'd be like, hey, that's me. I'm a Christian. But if it's clearly not you, at least at this moment in your life, um, it's not you. So, you know, we've, we've shared and we've told and now at the expense of everyone else in the room and their ears bleeding. <laughs> yeah, let's I, let's get random and Jesse in real quick. I'll, yeah, I'll talk to y'all later. I gotta. I'll be. I'll be back at some point. Bye. Okay, sure. I don't know if we'll still be here, but we'll, we'll be here later. But good to see you. Um, random, what's up? You're next. Did you have anything you'd like to say? I was going to talk about uh, what you were talking about previously, the politics stuff. So, uh, kind of, I'll take a step back for a minute. Uh, Hesse. No, no, I'm good. I just wanted to know, do you like my PTR? <laughs> um, is there any uh, any story behind... Oh, it's a viper in a diaper. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
Oh, Viper in a diaper. <laughs> did you Google that, or did you just like you're like you're you're secretly an artist and you just drew that up real quick? No, nah, man. Oh, that my, is so. My funny. wife sent it to me, and she was like, yeah, "That's hilarious." She's like, "Look at your for, messages." So I did. For, and it was for those unfamiliar, can't, can't, or listening who can't see this glorious PTR, it's a little cute little baby snake viper wearing a diaper in its tail. Uh, for those unfamiliar with the vipers and diapers, can you uh, give the etymology of that briefly, Jesse? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, essentially the mo- uh, the mockery of original sin, right? That individuals are conceived in sin, or excuse, excuse me, conceived and are sinners from conception, right? So that's what we affirm. Corey says they made it. Is that real? If she made it, I she made like it. To, I feel like I have to poke out a little bit. So it wouldn't be uh, – if, if it is as the picture shows, it would be an elap and not a viper because it has fixed fangs. Um, oh. And also the, clo- also the cloaca on a snake is much more towards the tail and not in the middle of the body. So. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, I, you'll have to like send my uh, wife a message so she can – Oh, I'm just messing around. I, just, I, I, keep, I keep snakes. I keep snakes. So it's just oh, what I, I say. I just, I'm just poking fun. No, no, no. I know. I've seen. Yeah, you usually share your pictures of your snakes. Yeah. Well, this is fun. Nate, you killed the room. So um, we arrive back in the same spot we always do, which is uh, it is a faith position. I maintain that there can be subjective evidence that is, you know, um, very convincing, which is why people believe it. Um, however, that cannot be third-party verified to other people because they can't crawl inside my soul and see my lifelong experience. Um, so, again, it is a faith position, and here we are, back at zero. Yeah, it's too bad that Mole had to leave because one of the things that I was going to say, kind of in support of what he said, <clears throat> is when you're talking about the, you know, is when you're talking about the, you know, like from the from the account perspective, right? One of the ones that I I've heard many times, and and I um I agree with. Is the uh, is when it talks about what the Bible talks about uh, after the resurrection of Jesus, right? It says you know he appeared to Peter and then the twelve and then to five hundred, right? But you don't have you don't have five hundred accounts. Like one dude wrote that in Acts, right? You don't have you know, individual accounts, right? So it's like, hey, he appeared to five hundred people. You you have one guy wrote that down. That's all. Well, and Michael, I, and well, I think that that, that kind goes of further back into the same thing that I was stating. You you guys are superimposing the fact that we're not in a culture where information was traveled by word of mouth. Well, yeah, well, sure, but, would, but that's just a bad but, way of, of conveying it. It's, it's no, not that's, our that's, fault. That's looking that at it not. in the actual context of how things transpired. Sure, yeah. It was pretty wild, though. Was, you know, like, fast forward. Can you guys hear me okay? It says I have a bad connection. Yeah, we already said yeah. yeah. Can you hear us? Oh, <laughs> okay, I heard that. Okay, anyways, so if you can hear me, I'll just say this. Um, first of all, depending on what account in the Gospels we're talking about, there could be as many as four accounts because some Gospels have the same account four times. So for depending on which one, like the baptism of Jesus or uh, like a, a dead raising or a certain miracle, like there are certain accounts that are, are represented multiple times. So that is a defeater of the only one account. Like there are multiple accounts for these same events 
um, depending on which account and what gospels we're talking about. So there's that. But still, like whenever people do meeting minutes, like in official government business, right, like city councils or anything like that or boards of directors um, for CEO, like the, the top companies in the world or, or the court, right, even like courts with like murder cases and felonies and civil trials worth billions of dollars, there is only one minute taker. So even today, in the like highest levels of our society and our government, there is only one person who documents the meeting and takes the minute meetings, yet they are ironclad, they are legally binding, they are admissible in court, and billion-dollar decisions and like lives are on the line for these, yet there's not a duplicate account. There's it, So I, don't, I see the point how you would think there would be lots of accounts. Um, but also, surely you would see the counterpoint that even today, as evolved and enlightened as we are, um, there are still only one account for like the most important things in our civilization. Even in Congress, there's only one person taking the minutes. Okay, that's my point. Uh, Randa, do you want to say something? And then we'll try to get to Steph before she runs away again. Uh, Randa, what's up? Yeah. I got two things now. Um, the first thing was I, I was going to kind of also uh, kind of mention something along the lines of the uh, uh, Jesus appearing to the 500. Um, that, as far as my memory serves, uh, that story is relayed, is basically in Acts relayed to from somebody to Paul, I want to say, or Paul to somebody. Um, none of the people claiming that 500 in Acts uh, also claimed to be one of those 500 uh, wait, that saw I, I was, that, that Jesus appeared to. Sorry, I was I was uh, doing something else. Um, did you are, are, did you say the 500 in relation to what story? So so the only time the the Jesus appearing to the 500 is mentioned is in Acts, and that specific mention in Acts is at least a secondhand account, if not. Okay, I, I just. I just want to make sure you weren't conflating. I thought you said something about like the 5,000 and the fish. I was just like, wait, what are you talking about? But okay, that's fine. Yeah, and I mean, at that point, it's like, okay, we'll pick one. There's like, I don't, I don't know exactly how many miracles are reported in the Bible. But I mean, you know, pick one. There's a lot. So like, if you've worked your way through every single miracle um, account and are unsatisfied, um, then I mean, I, I guess it makes sense. Like, if you're not a Christian and you're, the Spirit of God has not drawn you or, you know, you've not been drawn to it. So it just makes sense. Like, I still think there's a lot there's a very long way people could go intellectually and just logically reasoning to be like, okay, well, I don't have this God belief, but yes, I totally see how this could happen and this could happen. And yes, I'm satisfied with this. I'm satisfied with this. Sometimes if people fight too much against it, I'm like, guys, you're, you're not fighting God at this point. You're fighting against logic, which makes me think maybe there is an inkling that you think this could be right, or you, you really don't want it to be right. And you're, you're like unnecessarily fighting against points you shouldn't be fighting against. Um, if you legitimately are just like, yeah, I don't believe this. Not saying you guys are doing that, but just saying that that's kind of like my my uh, antenna, like suspicion. Um, you know, when other people will pick a point that just seems fairly obvious that like the most ardent militant atheist could be like, yeah, man, if there's like four eyewitness accounts, then sure, I guess it happened. Um, you know, maybe there's a scientific explanation for it. Um, something like that as like a throwaway why it didn't happen rather than um, – kind of arguing like no because xyz and it's like okay well you're arguing really like me does like think you protest too what how's that go steph does think you protest too much i think <laughs> the protest protest protesteth too much all right steph what do you so, want to say i've been trying to oh yeah okay random 
sorry, sorry, my second point. Um, my second point was going to be that, uh, your your analogy of, of like a uh, courtroom stenographer or something like that it it seems like it's it's a, it's an equivalent analogy but it's really not um, because the claims of a courtroom uh, uh, stenographer or anything is not going to include fantastical occurrences or at least it hasn't occurred or it hasn't hasn't produced fantastical occurrences and and that's kind of like the the kind of to me it's a false equivalence. Although I not necessarily Literally, the fallacy. The devil made um, me do it. Me, it, it's it, it's it's case? a bolder claim. It's a bigger claim <laughs> to say that a fantastical <laughs> thing happened than the occurrences of a uh, of a courtroom. Well, yeah, I mean that's fine, but I mean you know again, like the stenographer, that's the one that like. Okay, anyways, but I mean you know take any of those examples. I get extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. I'm fine with that. Which, fortunately, is why, like we were talking about, for some of these extraordinary claims, we have multiple accounts. So that's better than one. Um, so also, literally claims, Congress accounts. meeting together saying that we have interdimensional beings that we're dealing with. That is transcribed. Oh, yeah. Let's so, not forget about that. Yeah. Like, we've been studying So, like, them what you literally just like, said yeah. is is not, yeah. Yeah, like, we've been talking to aliens since the 50s. Yeah. Good job, Bertie. Like. Yeah, how could I forget that? Like, yeah, like straight up metaphysical claims of like aliens. And it's not like natural aliens. Like when you like hear the testimonies on C-SPAN, by the way, um, and, and like the declassified stuff, like, all right, Steph, get your tinfoil hat on. We're, we're going to come back from the edge. But seriously, whenever you hear how they describe aliens, it's not like little green guys from Martians. It's like interdimensional, like otherworldly, like, like, say like tell me it's a spiritual connection without saying spiritual connection they use like every other word besides spiritual to basically describe this like interpersonal interdimensional like mind like mind melding like a, like a hive mind with these things so it is very very much not natural um anyway steph pick a topic any topic uh, i was gonna respond to this one with the same thing i've told mole uh, probably at least once a month for the past two years, which is there are 80-some accounts uh, outside the Bible of the, the life and actions and sayings of Christ. And if you look at the grand scope of history, as far as documents that are 2,000 years old, that's an astronomical number. So I'm not saying he needs to take, uh, and I tell him this every time, I'm not asking you to take the supernatural claims. I'm not asking anyone to take that, but the argument that Mole keeps making about it's one person, one person wrote, but only John wrote about the wedding of Cana. Okay, well, fine. There are 60 accounts of this man who walked the earth 2,000 years ago. That's mathematically anomalous in history. And that's aside from the other uh, Jewish writings and the oral history that was recorded, like just the Gospels of Christ. Then we have the letters of Paul, then we have Roman records. It's like so exhausting when people come up and try to say there's just one account oh matthew mark luke and john are the only four it's just like the most uneducated asinine argument ever and, and let's not forget right like they totally like the, even the, the jewish people in their in their talmud like they very much believe in jesus and you know a lot of the accounts of jesus um and they really don't like him <laughs> in the talmud but nonetheless which goes back to the pharisees right none of them can say None of them said the miracles didn't happen, which spills over to how it's recorded in the Talmud. Um, so not, not that, but like how the, the character of Jesus. So they didn't dispute the miracles happened. They just said, oh, well, it was the devil. 
so kind of like in the Talmud, like, you know, how they say Jesus is like boy excrement or whatever because um, he was so blasphemous or whatever. They're not saying, nope, didn't happen, didn't happen, nope, nothing about Jesus happened. They're just saying, yeah, we don't like the guy. He's boiling an excrement. So, um, I mean, it's not a nice account, but, you know, they believe Jesus was real. Just saying. Um, Can we talk about the Marine Kingdom chat already? Please. I've been trying mean, to coax you, you into it. This new, no. No. Squid spirit. Yeah, okay, so, Bertie, are you familiar with the Marine Kingdom in Deliverance Ministries? I've never heard of that sentence or anything in there before. Won't be able to say Uh, that much longer. Yeah, welcome to this. Um, So, Chris (laughs) is actually the person who turned me on to this, and I did a little Googling, and I, okay, I thought there might have been something to this because I've read other writings about the cultural view of the ancient Near East and water, um, that, you know, fishing, water was life-sustaining, but it was also chaotic. And so often water in poetry and literature would be used as like a metaphor for danger or chaos or, you know, so I'm like, okay, it's just that. No, it is not just that, apparently. Uh, so there is a growing belief in American deliverance ministry, whatever, in that corner of Christianity, that there is a marine kingdom and they will pull certain texts from the Bible about this. What's in your mouth? Oh my gosh, you're trying to die like Jesse's kid, dude. All right, so you catch that, Jesse? No, it's only fun to make someone so- Cuss fu- out that only sneaky fun squid's great. That was the sneaky squid. Okay, so there, she had a, like a hair clip in her. Flip over upside down in that underwater kingdom. There we go, he got it. All right, okay. <laughs> I don't like making fun of people. If they don't hear it, then it's not, then I feel bad. Okay, so- It doesn't so- hurt them as bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, love you, bud. So there is this idea that there is a marine kingdom and they will sort source biblical sites like the pigs running off the cliff into the water. That was the demons returning to their marine kingdom. Um, And I don't honestly, that's the only one that stuck out to me. They will pull so many verses about water. Uh, Christ talked about something with the, yeah, Paul, exactly. Christ talked about something with the, um, the spirits staying away from dry places. And I don't know where that was, but that's a claim that they made. So, The idea is that there are recognizable named marine spirits like, you know, um, there are mermaids, there are mermen, there's um, whatever, this whole thing. So then these spirits, (laughs) I don't know about that one. (laughs) There were some really, they had like incubi and succubi, they lump into this category as things that come from the water. So then they will label like, oh, if you have epilepsy you're suffering from a marine spirit and then they will name the spirit and then they will like rid you of the spirit but this whole marine kingdom theology is a thing so there's a chat in the hallway right now where some guy i don't know pastor jose uh, was his name and he seemed pretty solid and he had this chat in the hallway where he was like okay so he has he said he has some experience with healing ministry but he wants to address this growing problem of the marine kingdom so he gave this outline of what it was and sort of why he didn't think it was biblical and he was very kind and professional and not rude and so then some other people chimed in and then this poor woman comes on and just starts defending her marine kingdom deliverance ministry and she spent like eight or nine messages talking about how real this thing is and citing the bible 
and saying that she had to uh, deliver, you know, people from these Titans and these squid spirits. And then, of course, Chris jumped in and told her that she was going straight to hell. And then it just decayed from there. Is there a replay in this room? It's a hallway chat. I know you don't do those, but hold on. Let me see if I can. I don't care. You can have hallway chats with no audio? Oh, oh, they were fighting an audio. Or chat. Okay, got it, got it. Chris never fails. People are literally way too extra. Like, literally, Jesus. Hold Wait, another day and Chris told someone they're going to hell? What time is it? Yeah, it's Tuesday. He never fails to Like, I was uh, not expecting to see him in there, okay? Because it was a bunch of people that I don't know who they are. I don't I don't do any of the, like, the prophetic rooms and stuff. So I just I didn't recognize any of the names or anything. But I'm listening, minding my own business, making hard-boiled eggs for my kids this morning. I hear this woman talking about it. And I'm laughing and my phone is on the counter. And all of a sudden I hear, Janine, I forget what her name was. Janine. You are deceived. You are pursuing witchcraft. You need to read a book, and you are destined straight for hell. Wait, if like, you oh, just okay. said you heard it, how can it's I hear it? Because it's a hall. Can someone explain to Nate what a hallway I, chat is? Like, I know what it is. It's one of those annoying things where it's like a voice message, right? It's like yes, a voice message. There. So how do Let I? Go. So how do I get Let invited get to link. it? I'll get the link. Someone get that squid spirit out of Stephanie so she can understand. English. That's my sneaky ki- squid kid. Squid kid, <laughs> Jesse. Like... <laughs> squid kid. <laughs> Where's Corey? Corey, can you make a squid kid uh, one? Viper and diaper and squid kid. These are the. Oh, we need t-shirts, guys. We need t-shirts. So, I'm kind of curious. Why do people draw to that? Like, why is it even relevant to 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 Christians? Not like, why is it relevant to any group? I, I know to the, anyone. I know like, how to get the answer. Okay. Um, there's a Bible verse that talks about this. It says like something about in the last days, like, you know, people are going to be like enticed by like their own imaginations and like basically shiny blinky objects. That Bible verse is the answer. Jesse, do you know that Bible verse? I didn't hear what you said. Can you say that again? Oh, I thought the thumbs up were for me. It was for me. Okay. The Bible talks about like how, you know, like the last days, like, you know, people are going to be like drawn away by like shiny distracting things and like pursue their own passions and like, you know, other stuff. So, I'm going to chuck it up to that Bible verse, like how people like have to have fan fiction and like chase around like, you know, glitter dust and Bethel and like sneaky squid spirits and like invent all this crap that has nothing to do with the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. Okay, I'm going to find that Bible verse. Okay, um, here. Paste. All right, there. This is the link. So beware. If you click this link, it will, I think it'll pull you out of this room and over into there. But then if you close it, you'll I'll come just, right back I'll just here. Save it. There you go. There's the link to the squeaky, sneaky, squid spirit marine room. I pro- I mean, we should. We probably shouldn't laugh because there are people in there who are like absolutely certain that they are doing God's work by banning, you know, mermaids from people. So Jesus, like, literally, simply told us how to deal with spirits if we ever encounter them, right? Like. It's like first scripture says, don't go like, don't go searching for that stuff. Um, and then also it says, if you do encounter something um, in the name of Jesus, pray it out. Right. And if, and, and then, but Jesus also says, there are some that are just like, prayer is not going to do it. So you have to do fasting. So it's just like, that's simply it. Like, there's no like, oh, I have to identify its weakness. It's like, uh, it's a water type. So I have to use electricity. Like, that, this, this is all just nonsense. 
don't know. It's just. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is like the kind of stuff that I hear. Like, I think I've told you before, but one of my sisters is a is a witch, right? Which is not a thing either. Um, and I keep on asking her, you know, so just do something like, you know, cast a spell, you know, like clickety click, barbiturate, like do something. And, and I, I, when I hear this kind of stuff, I, it, it all just kind of smacks of the same ridiculousness, like, you know, squid, I mean, it's funny, like the whole squid spirit thing is funny, but. Um, what kind of, what, what oh, kind of witch is your sister? Oh, is she like the, the good gray witch, witch good witch? witch? She's, yeah, she's yeah. A white she's, witch. A, she's a made up. Yeah, she's an imaginary kind. It doesn't exist. <laughs> I think I have the answer. Hang on. I, I'm also trying to land at the right spot in Fortnite. Okay, give me just a moment. Okay. All right, here's the verse. Uh, you playing Fortnite? It. Yeah, it's how I wake up. I talk to you guys about God and politics and shoot people in the face. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta party up one day. <laughs> oh, yeah, you play? Uh, yeah, me and my wife play. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, send me one of those like voice messages things that I apparently don't really understand. Yeah, like we'll. <laughs> or, or my ta my tag is uh. Well, maybe I won't sit here. I don't want to dox myself. I don't even know if that'll matter. But yeah, you, we we can we can talk about it on Discord. Oh yeah, yeah. Send me a message in Discord so I don't forget because I'm okay. Hang, on, let me get to a safe spot. Okay. Um, Second Timothy four three and four, which reads. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around uh, them a great number of teachers that say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn away. Uh, they will turn their ears away from truth and turn aside into myths. I'm just going to chalk it up to that. Like Jesus, sure he's cool, but look at the squid spirit. And like, you know, whenever, whenever people talk about like, you know, you, you need to activate, you got to get activated. It's like, eh. Dude, like I'm not going to say way. that person's like going straight to hell. I'm not going to go Chris on them, but I'll be like, you know, let's focus on Jesus stuff. Dude, I'll tell you what, man, squid spirits and the myth of one's autonomy, man, I'll tell you what, itching doctrine. Jesse, you're asking for it, and I'm in no mood. And he's going to get it. Listen, I listen, listen, listen. You're going to get Your it, Jesse? Your mood, madam, is inconsequential to me. I'm on the internet, and I am well, anonymous, I, and for I all you know, right okay, I can say whatever I want, and I can push as many of your buttons as I so desire. <laughs> random, 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 random question. Um, who, was that, who was that lady that... Um, that flew a plane and then they never found her. Like she went, Amelia she went missing. Jiminy Crickets, thank you. Um, they found her body. Jiminy Crickets. Wait, what? 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 That's big news. What? Hold on. I'll I'll share the information. Give me a second. What? That's crazy. Where? In the Bermuda Triangle. That's my guess. Uh, she. It was on her route to a uh, an island where she was supposed to refuel. It wasn't too far from it. Yeah, but where did they find her body? Oh, they found her body on the island. Yeah, she, yeah, uh, and and uh, also there was um, they did this thing where they pinged like like they they had citizens tune their frequency to what her her frequency would be, and citizens did hear her distress dis, uh, distress calls, um, but 
they never picked her up in time. And there was a there was a certain way that the intervals of her distress were happening. And also she wasn't alone. Um, there was someone else like who was in the plane with her. Like she it's not like, like we always have the imagery that she flew alone. She was with someone else. Um, and that person, huh? There was like a guy who was helping her navigate. Yeah, yeah, the guy. But in the distress calls, you only hear him once. Um, and it's talking about how he had a leg injury. And then her distress calls are kind of like um, the water's building up and all that stuff. But like they were they were on a beach and the water was kind of like high tide, low tiding. So like you, it, it matched the interval of how the tides worked on that island. But I'm going to share that information. So Give me you guys a second. may also not be so great at giving directions, huh? <laughs> Too soon? Listen, this That's is crazy. terrible. This is terrible news because it squashes half of my favorite conspiracy theories. So I'm choosing to believe that this is a government plant or demons or both. Uh, and that this is this is not real because, again, so much relies on the fact that Amelia Earhart went into the Bermuda Triangle. Well, what is your favorite conspiracy about it? That the Bermuda Triangle is a thing. Well, it can still be a thing. That's, that's no, because a... now there's no proof. Amelia Earhart was like proof that what all kinds triangle. of ships and stuff and planes have been lost in, oh. in there. Really? What? Not what? as famous as Amelia. It, it this, is be a, called... this is a dagger it... to the heart. They wouldn't have named the Bermuda Triangle the Bermuda Triangle just for one person. There's like tons of ships and planes that have went missing around like that area between the Bahamas and Florida and wherever the other places. This is trash. What was the island? He's finding it. And where did you hear this, Birdie? Uh, living heard it too. Is it Googleable? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm conspiracy. trying to find. I'm trying to because I, I saved it. And I'm like, yo, where did I save this? Because um, I literally watched. I, I was reading and watching it this morning because they. It's like one of those videos where like they're talking about it and they have the article in the back and I was like no way and I like ran to the article so I'm like trying I to pull it. up my history so give me a second I got it so Reuters reported two days ago Explorer may have found the wreckage of Amelia Earhart's plane in the Pacific on January 30th a former U.S. Air Force intelligence officer says he believes he found the wreckage of Amelia Earhart's plane which disappeared nine decades ago at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean using sonar data from a deep sea drone hoping to solve an 87 year old mystery Explorer Tony Romeo Plans to launch a mission later this year uh, or next to find the long lost plane, which is uh, which a massive U.S. search failed to do in 1937. She's America's most famous missing person, right? As long as she's missing, there's always going to be somebody out there searching, Romeo said. If we can help bring closure to the story and bring Amelia home, we're super excited. And it continues from there. So uh, this is a government yes. plan. It's a government. government. It's going to be like how Mexico said they found aliens. It's just like, and it's just like plaster models of like E.T. So they're going to, like, bring Amelia out, and it's just going to be, like, a, a plaster, like, skeleton. It's not going to be the real thing. Your conspiracy is right. alive and well. So they were um, – oh so there was a uh, – I'm still looking. Sorry. I don't know if you got – because Steph found that faster than I did, and I, I'm the one that had it in my history somewhere. She has the Marine Kingdom um, in her back. But, <laughs> but if you guys want to, like, look up this part, like, where it's, like, they literally had citizens hear Amelia's distress call – and they were able to triangulate, like, because there was, like, a, a circumference of, like, calls, like, because of the strength of the frequency or the strength of the message being relayed. They were able to say, okay, this is probably where she's at. And they went there, and they found skeletons that someone misidentified as a male, but now recently are identifying, like, this actually was a woman. 
and they had um they had a specific um alcohol on their possession that was pop the most popular drink from New York. Now she was from there from that time period. It was like like during that time period, that was the most popular drink. So it was like like a lot of a lot of things kind of added to the fact that like they probably already had her skeleton. Um I just thought it was interesting. But I'm still looking, but I didn't mean to deter the whole room. I just I don't know why it even popped up in my head. I was like, if you, well, hey, that, that's this. interesting. That's big news. Yeah, if you if you have the island, like yeah, shout that out. Anyways, in the meantime, Mr. Bill, what's up? Uh, Mr. Bill, if you're trying to speak, we do not hear you. We usually have to close and restart the app. Oh, crap! I got busy playing Fortnite. Steph, how far up is is that room that you posted? Oh, there it is. Okay, Clubhouse convo. Let me just copy that. Okie dokie. All right, what do we got? I have to complete my last uh, challenge, Bertie, and then I'll have to run and, I guess, be a good parent or enabling parent and take my child's uh, lunchbox so that they forgot again. There will be no third time. Right. All right, this is it. If you forget it again, were you here, Steph, for that? What would you do? If your child forgot their lunchbox, would you uh, take it to them? Which I did yesterday. And if they forgot it twice in a row, would you take it again? At what point are you like, I'm enabling them. They have to learn a lesson. No. I guess you'll just be extra, extra hungry for dinner tonight. And she's gone. Seriously? I hate all of you. You know, with like a Christian love. All right, Michael, back to you. Same question. Um, I would feed my kid. Do you think that would um, just reinforce bad habits? Um, I think what I'd do is I'd, I'd find some type of deterrent in another way, but I'd still make sure they had food. Well, to be clear, this is missing a meal, not like, you know, their deathbed. But oh, I know. Yeah. yeah, that just, you know. Okay. Mm. What deterrent would you, uh, I mean, I, I think I'll, I, I've already told Serendipity, I think I'll, I'll take it to her again and justify it by, you know, stopping by for a little sushi lunch for myself. <laughs> I think I would do, so, you know, like find something, well, would it be like, well, if my, I mean, she's an adult now, but if she was a kid now, like, you know, I'd take away her iPad or something like that. Yeah, Mr. Bill, I see you're unmuted, but we still don't hear anything you're saying. So if you're trying to talk, no one no one hears you. Uh, well, anyone down there have anything to say? I just got to shoot one more person, and uh, <laughs> then I'm out of here. Are you going to shoot them in a loving Christian way? Yeah, I thought it was going to be redundant, though, because I already said it. We're talking about video games, just video games. Anyone else uh, started playing the new game called Power World? Never heard of it. Like, I really, I, I get really into, like, one game at a time, and I just play that until right. I'm done with it, and then I'll, like, find another one. So, like, like, yeah. I'm not, like, one of the people that, like, play all the games. Like, I, I find one I like, and I stick to it until I'm completely, completely done with it, and then I'll find something else. Like, I'll probably play this until Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out. 
True. Why? I'm playing that right now. Power World. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I'm surprised that uh, Nintendo's lawyers didn't jump on this, but uh, it's crazy. Why? What? What is yeah, it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's, man. It's what we should have gotten a long time ago. Um, so people had their complaints about like if you grew up with like ever playing Pokemon. People were like, hey, it would be great if we had this and this. And Nintendo was like, no, sucks to suck. Um, and now they've created a game that's pretty much Pokemon, but with guns. Um, and it's kind of like Nintendo's like, we're going to see you. But like, you you have the people backing, backing power. Oh, so, okay, so you don't know how you they got away with it. Not like it's edgy and controversial, but because it's basically just ripping off Pokemon. It's ripping it straight off. I mean, even the character designs are very similar. <laughs> it's, it's like, I don't understand how they're getting away with this. Uh, but for some reason, they're just skating through it. And so right now, they just have Windows support because it's on Steam and Xbox. So Microsoft is kind of making a way for them. And kind of like, I think they might buy them as a franchise. And um, I don't know, man. I, I think that they may see this as their their version of Pokemon. Oh, know? speaking of, I don't know how they got away with it because of controversial. <laughs> the number one selling game apparently on Steam is Alex Jones in New World Order Wars. <laughs> Has anyone played that? Yeah, I've seen <laughs> it. I've not even crazy. heard of it. I, I watched it like someone was like doing like a, is like a gaming channel. And someone's like, what is this? Is this real? And I, like, watched them. They, like, were screen sharing. They, like, went and, like, bought the thing. And they just, like, played it right there. So I just, like, watched them play the whole thing. It's, like, an hour long. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, apparently it's, yeah. like, num- and they got on Steam somehow. And it's, like, n- number one on Steam. <laughs> There's, like, commentary, like, as it's going on. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I've seen it. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a knockoff of Metal Slug. Um, it's one yeah, of the like eight, like eighty or nineties like side scrolling video games. Yeah, kind of it's like Metal Contra, Slug, like yeah. Contra or something. I'm sort of similar to you, Nate. Um, me and my wife, we only there's only four games we really ever play. It's Fortnite, Power World, um, uh, Skyrim, and Overwatch. Skyrim, and, that's like a, a that's like a continuation of like Elder Scrolls, right? Or in the Elder Scrolls yeah. world or something. Okay, so can you explain that in like a minute or less, um, and then we'll say hi to Gavin. Um, okay, so I play like the the first like Elder Scrolls or whatever, and like like Xbox or something like that. It was like the very first one, and it was okay. But then it just like took off like an, an entire world, right? And it became online, and because I still hear um, like what was the what was the thing you just said? The word you just said. That I said is that Elder Scrolls, Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim. So it seems like I've heard like Skyrim for years. Is this the same Skyrim that they've just built on, or is like every time they come out with a new like you know a new version, it still just happens to be called like Skyrim when in reality it's like Skyrim one, Skyrim two, Skyrim three, Skyrim four, and it's up to like Skyrim like five thousand by now. Or can you it's a, it's a continuation from from the very beginning, like Morrowind, except now you're dragging Morrowind. Them. That's so the one. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. okay. So by continuation, okay, I, I used to play World of Warcraft, um, and like right now they still update it in that world. Uh, so they they apparently they're still coming out with um, releases like every couple of years, 
but it's all based on like the same engine from like 2004. And it's just like the, the, like a old car that you're trying to keep together and like the wheels are popping off. Cause it's like so old and outdated. Are they doing that with Skyrim or every time they build on it? Is it like a new, like cutting edge technology um, updated it's, like that? It's new each time it's new. Like they have, they have Skyrim, uh, Dragonborn, which has all the DLCs for it. But then you have Elder Scrolls Online, which is a continuation of Skyrim. But Bethesda Games is coming out with a new, I guess you call it Elder Scrolls, except it's supposed to be like the same as what everything else is using, the Unreal Engine kind of deal. Um, but this, it's a different story. So it'll be set in a different world. There's Elder Scrolls 6. Okay, and so this will be like for... Is that just a... Uh, PC gamer, is that for like uh, uh, Xbox has it too? Yeah, Microsoft uh, brought uh, Bethesda Studios, but they're still considering a release on uh, to be multi platform. Okay, so like the latest and greatest yeah. is still on, on all like top end platforms. Yep. Yes. Okay. I was just always curious because it's like people still talk about Skyrim. Cool. I'm like, Skyrim from like 2003, Skyrim? Or because everyone, every time someone talks about World of Warcraft, which is like three people, I'm just like, Oh yeah, I know what that means. That means like 2004 engine that's like super outdated. That was such a fun game though. Like I spent years of my life on that game. Yeah, I know. How sad am I? Nate, what is uh, what is your life play with you? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's like why do you play video games? Why aren't you out making money? <laughs> I'm like, well, I try to do that too. True. That's how I unwind. Like, she watches, like, every Real Housewives known to man. And uh, I'm like, well, why are you watching, like, 37 Real Housewives? Like, isn't one enough? Uh, No, one is not enough. So, I'm like, you do that. I like to play stupid video games. Like, come on. Like, everyone's got to have their own way of unwinding. Yeah, it's interesting how people like to make comments about certain people's interests and hobbies. Like, um... Like, okay, so, like, my father-in-law, he is... Hey. Hold on, I'm not going to <laughs> Nice knowing you. <laughs> okay, so, right, like, okay, so most people are really into sports, right? Like, but he's, like, really into sports. And we were watching a movie, which is not really a movie. Some people may not even know it. It's called Attack on Titan. And he was like, why are you watching this children's show? And I was like... I mean, I guess you could call it a children's show, but it's not. Um, and I was like, why do you watch people run around throwing a ball and call it your team as if you're on their team? Um, I don't know. I just think it's interesting how people always come for each person's interest. Because Real Wives is not... Yeah. <laughs> but... Real wives, that that's a that's not a show you can come to anyone for. Like, <laughs> uh, Gavin, what's up? How's your day? Um, it's four fifteen a.m. Saturday. Is the future morning yeah. I can actually I can actually confirm that Friday and so far on Saturday for you guys will be absolutely average. 
there won't be any disasters, new wars breaking out, or um, anything for you guys to be concerned about. It's going to be very ordinary, which is not not a bad thing in its own right. But I do have a question, if I may. Sure. Um, I have a debate this weekend on the resurrection. I've got a an atheist guy who's very, very confident the resurrection never happened. And I've done this debate many, many times in the past. And um, I was just wondering if anybody had any any good articles, any good studies, any any good kind of um, home run type type info. Um, if they could just slot it in the chat, that'd be helpful. I've got a ton of this stuff already, but you know, it's one of those things you can never have too much of. And um, it's a tough crowd. It's a tough crowd that I'm working with because they're all atheists. So it won't be me you know, on my side, but at least it's formal. At least it's moderated. So at least it won't get too out of control. Well. I usually like the less is more approach, so it sounds like you have plenty of content to fill time. Um, oh, but, yeah. but I mean, we more talked about it before more you got here, um, about like all the you know accounts and resurrections of the Bible, which I think is the best. And uh, you know, and we were just talking about like today, it's like, look, when you take minutes for Fortune 500, Fortune 100 board meetings that affect lives, livelihood, like hundreds of billions of dollars, even BlackRock, um, you know, I'm sure their board meeting board meeting uh, minutes. Um, only one person takes them down, and and they basically control right. the planet, and only one person keeps the notes. <laughs> so I'd say, look, if you're not going right. to believe, like, <laughs> so you know, they're like extraordinary claims, extraordinary evidence. I mean, I would lead with that one. I'd be like, yeah. it's pretty extraordinary to not have a second person yeah. to take down the minutes. Um, yet there's tons of people in attendance, tons of people conferencing from around the world who watch this stuff. Um, yeah. So why don't they take minutes? Mm. Well, they don't. So, I mean, you know, and then the resurrection, I mean, at least there's multiple accounts of that. So it's it's more than one account. So it's like four times more than the highest levels of our society currently do today. So beyond that, that's your natural evidence. If you're not if you're not one if you're not willing to accept four accounts for 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 something supernatural, yet you accept one account for everything else, um, you know, God says no one can come to him unless the spirit draws. So if you aren't willing to accept that, which I don't know. Makes sense that you're not a Christian. Yeah. And then I just like yeah. throw on that billboard, like, um, you know, and um, <laughs> what was it? it? It was um, Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Remember the, like the first one, how he, uh, he has to like walk like in his underwear with like that billboard sign, like on both, both sides of him, like holding the sign. <laughs> I just put one of those oh, on. Okay. that's just like repent and believe the gospel. Yeah. It's like, that's all we got, but that'll be like a five minute debate. So, you know, Throw in your other yeah. content and, you know, yeah. hit, hit those two points. It's like, rip yeah, it, yeah. the end is near. Yeah. 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 The, look, the usual the usual standard objections that I've been hearing for the last 2,000 years, uh, eyewitness accounts are notoriously unreliable. That's one. Um, then there'll be things like, you weren't there. No cameras were there. To capture this um, event, this this event that's um, pivotal, the most pivotal event in mankind's history, and plus, there's a lot of documentation 
written about this one event that's not even in the Bible, written by um, you call you could call enemies of Christianity. You know, you couldn't call Josephus a, a Christian friend or Tacitus a Christian friend because they were Romans. Um, yeah, there seems to be a lot of stuff written about Christ, the resurrection, especially the crucifixion, from from people who who wouldn't normally normally be bothered by um, uh, a, a low level, a low tier, a low tier resurrection, which was commonplace. Oh, and here's the other one. Is there any Roman records of um, Christ being crucified? Well, no, because they didn't keep records of their crucifixion victims, because their crucifixion what? victims were were just um, criminals. Um, not not that important. Not that important to them that they. Well, I also think they do themselves a disservice, which they may not buy, but I mean it's worth the audience considering. Like they act. I mean, they, whoever they are, um, if they are the ones who do this, act as if, you know, the Christians just believe this because of the accounts of the gospel. Like, while discounting right. a significant portion of our belief, maybe the majority, which is a spiritual, like, connection that we, we that testifies to this. Like, you know, the Bible says something like, the Spirit bears witness. So it's like, if I just had an account of this, I may look at it as, like, history, like, Okay, maybe it happened. Maybe magic is real. I don't know. Maybe. Um, No one's around to dispute it. By the way, I think that's another good evidence is no one was around to dispute it. And we talked about this. It's like, well, if no one was around, how would there be anyone to dispute it? But whenever we're talking about the resurrection and like, you know, the events and the miracles of Jesus, these are given times and dates and locations where tons of people would have been around. So if these events at these times, these dates, and these locations yep. didn't happen, they'd be like, hey, I was at yep. that festival, and this never happened. So the fact that there's not yep. one dissenting account that survived or ever was to say that you know the yep. resurrection, I guess, um, or any other miracles never happened. Uh, but anyways, I, yep. I, I think that's pretty good evidence. Um, but yeah, like this whole spiritual thing, it's like, why do I believe this? Because my spirit bears witness. Like it is a spiritual awareness mm-hmm. That when I did what Jesus said, I didn't just try to watch more YouTube videos or read more church fathers. I actually did what he says, mm-hmm. which is be sincere, humble myself, pray to Jesus, ask him for eternal life, forgiveness to make me born again. I will exercise faith that he is who he says he is, and I will follow him. And there's a very mm-hmm. pivotal moment when it's like a light switch just came on and has never went off. But I'm like, ha, huh. it's like I just got an extra sense. And it's like this spiritual like attestation. That's just like, mm. yes, this happens. My spirit bears mm-hmm. witness. Um, yes. But I'm going to have to run. I don't know if uh, Steph probably didn't want to keep it oh, going. That's good. Right. That's great. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. But yeah, I've got to I've got to run now. I guess take my child her lunch, well, so she can eat or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, good to see you, Gab. Let, let us know how it goes, Gavin. And I'll talk to you all later. Yep. Everyone have an awesome weekend. See you. What's up, yeah, my dude? Thank you, guys.